ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Asad and Scarlett are preparing for a winter wonderland wedding that the city of Memphis won't soon forget. But will a few issues from their past and unsuspecting guests turn their white Christmas into a dark, bloody mess hello my beautiful people and welcome back to the bibliophiles bookcase we are here for part six of the black mayhem mafia saga series whatever you want to call it by be love y'all this is by far i think one of my favorite series because i think what was the longest one i've read the Thug series by Wahida Clark. And you know, when we got to book six, there's like a book seven. And I said, you know, after that point, I didn't want to read anymore. That's definitely not the case with Be Love. I am loving this series wholeheartedly. Um, and I have been meaning to get back to it, but some stuff had been going on. whoop de whoop whatever. So I downloaded the book today literally read it today and you know so here I am recording so I think I mentioned in my last review how I wanted this to go and I kind of had a feeling like I knew where it was going but definitely not um so the book starts with it's the preparation for the wedding Scarlett is still running around getting a few things done and Okay, nope, let me back up. Excuse me. The book starts with Assad like racing to his mother's house because she called sounding like real nervous and she wants to talk to him. So when he gets to her house, she gets up and like grabs a rag and is like just wiping at the counter like aim what is it? <laughs> aim aimlessly, Lord have mercy. Um and he asks her, you know, what's wrong? And she tells him that his father called her. And he's like, okay, like, what about this makes you so nervous? This man don't apologize. And basically, like, Asai can peep that with just a few words, he's, like, creeping back into her mind. And she was doing so well. Like... She was doing so good to the point where he now allowed the kids to stay overnight with her. And just for one simple phone call from this man, she now reverted back to her old self in the little ways. And I can appreciate Asai. It's like as much as he loves his mother and wants the best for her and is willing to do anything for her, he tells her, I can't stop you from falling back into his trap again, but you know for a fact that that nigga ain't shit. And his words are just words. So do with that what you will. And then it's just like. If he's not already dealing with that. Here go his baby mama. 
on some bullshit. So Scarlett, you know, it had got to the point where Jessica is married to somebody else. She done had another baby. So it's just like, okay, boom, you done moved on. So, you know, it's a side turn. Now he finna get married. They done had a baby AJ. So everything should be all good. It's like, you know, we are still having this good co-parent relationship while moving on and to other families. But Jessica done started back up on her bullshit. Scarlett was supposed to pick them up from the airport. And, you know, she gets to the airport walking around looking for them. She don't see nobody. She's calling Jessica. Jessica won't pick up the phone. And it's just like, you know, what the hell is going on? And then finally she picks up the phone and tells Scarlett she just didn't feel like coming. And it's just like, bitch, are you serious right now? So she has to leave the airport and call Asad to let him know the BS that Jessica done pulled. And you know, Asad, he ain't playing that about his daughter. So this fool, without telling nobody though, just drives down to Dallas to pick up his daughter. And it's like, he knocks on the door and she want to act like she ain't going to open the door. Asad like, man, I will bust this bitch down if I have to. Like, stop playing with me. And so when she opens the door, he's like, what, what is going on? I just didn't feel like her. And I said, see, this is why I always say, even if you a hood nigga, get the courts involved. Because ain't no way she should be playing this game with you. And even then, and see, that'd be another thing. Women think because they know something, they can hold that above your head because he told her like man if you don't stop playing with me like do you know what I could do to you and do you know that I could tell and the information I got on you what make you think that they would give you full custody and it's just like yeah at that instant she would have been gone right there but um he goes and gets his daughter no problem and whoop-de-whoop and oh I forgot but she does tell him that she isn't comfortable with their relationship now aside and Scarlett's relationship now and it's just like as your husband is sitting in the living room this is a problem now like you got to move on and now that you see that I'm really moving on and this isn't just a ploy to get your attention now you feel it I don't I did not get that like reading that and but I could tell from the beginning though it's like she is the type of woman she really don't want him because he hurt her too bad but she don't want nobody else to have him either it's just like you hurt me so now you do not get to be happy because she really don't want him like I think that's what it is she sees him being happy and thinks like I deserve that like that should be me that should be my life with you you should have done right by me but with you doing right by her and y'all done had a baby and you're which I'm so confused. It's like Scarlett includes little baby Maria in everything. Like she treats her almost as if she's her daughter as well. Don't you want that? Don't you want a parent or another person, excuse me, that is going to treat your kid with respect while they're in a relationship with your uh with the person you're co-parenting with? Because I could see if she would be like, ugh, don't bring that little girl around here. She's not a part of our family. That's not how she does it. Scarlett is very respectful and treats uh, little baby Maria with the utmost respect. 
But anyway, he gets his daughter and, you know, he goes back home. No issue. He ain't worried about her. So then we have Hassan and Vanna in therapy with Addison. Which I love this. Because it's just like, it, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is why I love Beloved's writing. Because there are really people out here that have relationships like this, that communicate this way, and you just, you love to see it. But while they're in the therapy session, she asks, you know, like, why are you guys here? Because I guess usually, well, not I guess, usually in their therapy sessions, they would be sitting side by side. But this therapy session, she had two chairs, like, facing each other. So there's no hiding. They have to look each other in the face and tell the other like their thoughts and how they feel and so Hassan says he's there you know to fix what he broke and Vanna says she's there because she wants him to fix what's broken and his explanation was even though it's not an excuse he did it because he wasn't used to consequences like basically He's used to doing whatever he wants and getting away with it and not having to think about another person's feelings. Even though she told him what would happen if he did it. And she admits that she gave him the option to tell her when he cheated because... Which it was kind of... In reading it, I got what she was saying, but it also kind of confused me. Because it's just like, okay, I'm telling you to tell me if you cheat. Because it's almost like hanging bait out there. Like, you really going to look me in my face and tell me that you cheated on me? But then also, she can control the hurt that it would cause when he does tell her that he did cheat on her. And so, she also admits how... When he almost died, that made her realize that she does want him in her life. So, she wants this to work. She just doesn't know how to let the hurt go. Which was beautiful. Because a woman sometimes just won't say that. She'll just bottle it all up. And just say, you know, this is what niggas do, per se. But she expressed it. And I appreciated that. And so... You know, they're moving forward with their relationship and being more intimate with each other because, you know, he has moved to a different bedroom. Like, they don't stay in the same room anymore. They haven't had sex in a while. But they're moving forward. And so, oh, one of my favorite parts of the book, which I loved, because as expressed in previous uh books... He has a love and fascination of kids' birthdays, birthday parties. So what he thinks is like a housewarming party is actually a surprise, like, kids' birthday party for him thrown by Vanna. So it's like all, you know, the kids set up, but it's for him. So, you know, thug niggas don't cry, but they get emo- he gets emotional. And everybody is just looking at him with love and I forgot who said it but somebody was like man you better marry her for real 
And so she think they just teasing. And she's like, you know, stop, man, stop. Y'all leave him alone. And he like, who playing? And pulls out a ring and gets down on one knee. And now they're getting married, which is great. Because it's just like, you know, everybody is getting there happily ever after in a way. And so then we move on to Naeem. Naeem goes to the brothers and asks their permission for Dijon's hand in marriage. And <laughs> Hassan cracked me up. He was like, man, you was going to ask her anyway. And Naeem was like, of course, that's my woman. But I was trying to do this shit the right way first. And, um, you know, they're like, of course, you know, you part of the family. You part of the mafia. We know you're going to take care of her. You know, no problem. And then we move on to Addison and Savant. And Addison with her youngest daughter, you know, their relationship still isn't in a good place. The, what's her name? Jade? Jada. Jada is her name. The last time I could not think of that girl name for the life of me. She goes to pick Jada up. And it's just like awkward and I love that she gave her a choice. So Addison is like, you know, do you want to spend time with me? Because I don't, I don't want to force you. Like, of course, I want to see you. I want to spend time with you. But if you don't want to, and we're just sitting here looking at each other like, what's the purpose? And I can understand. Jada is young. She's like, you know, on one hand, you left me. And then when you do come back... You had my dad killed, which she did not have him killed. Like, your dad was an abusive asshole who came to her with a gun. So, it's just like, no, your dad actually got himself killed. But, of course, she's not going to see it that way. And she's like, you know, so it's just awkward. And even with her being given the choice of, you know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Then she's like, you're not going to fight for me? And it's like... Baby, I'm fighting for you the best way I can by giving you a choice. Because if I force myself on you, you're going to hate me even more. But of course, I want to spend time with you. But I want you to do it willingly. But um, Jaden gets out the car and says, you know, she just needs more time. Which, like I said, is understandable. There's no fighting that. You just can't jump in and be all in like her and the older uh older daughter is I forgot her name this time because she mentioned her like very briefly and then it was over um so later on Savant asks her you know like how do you feel that everybody is getting married and having babies and all that type of stuff she's like you know I'm happy for them that's great for them because you know she's been there done that so it's just like I'm I'm not looking forward to that. And he mentions moving in together. And she's like, you know, uh, I kind of like how it is now because when we haven't seen each other and when you do see me, I love the way that your face lights up and just how you react to not having seen me for a while. And so he's like, do you think all of that is going to change after we move in together? And started talking about marriage and having babies and of course because she had such a terrible first marriage she's like oh I know for a fact that it's going to change so I would rather just keep it the way it is now and he's like 
that is never going to change. But, you know, he can't do nothing but show her over time. But they're taking their time. And I love that. It's just like, just because that's what everybody else is doing, that's not our thing. Even though they are, like, the oldest couple of the group, they're still taking their time. Like, everybody else think is their thing, and we're going to do our thing. And so, once again, Scarlett has, well, Scarlett and Assad have Maria. But this time, Maria is acting different. Like, she's not really interacting with Scarlett. And it's time to get ready for bed. So, Maria's like, can my dad get me ready for bed? And, you know, trying to get down to a kid's level... Scarlett is like, you know, of course, but did I do something to upset you? And Maria tells her that her mom said that Scarlett was breaking up their family. And she's the reason why her dad won't be with her mommy anymore. So she tells Scarlett, she's like, Miss Scarlett, I don't want you to be my friend anymore. Because why are you keeping my mommy from my daddy? And she's trying to explain to her that that's not the case, but she can only say so much. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to get your dad and let your dad uh, tuck you in for the night and get you ready for bed. And before he goes in there, though, she tells him what Maria just told her. And he goes to have a conversation with Maria. And it's like, it's literally just a conversation but whatever he's saying is obviously upsetting to her because Maria is crying out. She's yelling. She's screaming. And she's what? Four, five? Like, she's still young. So she's only expressing her emotions the best way she knows how. And so um, later on, Scarlett tells him, you know, you need to let me beat her ass because at this point, that's the only thing that's going to solve it because how is she telling that little girl that I'm the reason why y'all can't be a family when she got a whole husband and another baby? And so he's like, you know, don't even worry about it. I'm going to straighten her out. Just leave it alone. And she's like, you know, yeah, whatever you say. And he's like, you know, there's a certain way you have to deal with her. Because if you fight her, then she going to want to call the cops, get restraining orders, and make it seem like you're a violent person and you shouldn't be around our daughter. So, no. Like, just let me handle it and let it be what it is. And Scarlett tells him, you know, of course I'm going to respect you as the head of our household, but I also don't want to feel like when it comes to her and your daughter like basically I just need to mind my business and stay in my place but low key Scarlett that is what it is sweetheart it's like you kind of do like you can have a say or you can voice your opinion but at the end of the day Maria is not your daughter like Jessica's fucked up for this like in no way am I siding with her telling her daughter that nothing whatever but when it does concern their daughter you really can't say nothing like you you just can't but anyway um so Asad goes oh no it's Asad Scarlett and Maria you know going to drop Maria back off and 
Jessica thought it was just going to be a side because she opens the door booty butt naked in a robe. Like she has the robe hanging open, just all her business out. And so Scarlett kicks off her shoes like, yeah, you fucking with the right one. And uh, aside, like, uh, tells Maria, you know, go show Scarlett something in your room. And as soon as he hears the door close, he chokes her up like, what the fuck is your problem? And of course, she's still on this, um, I want to be with you. And she's the reason why we can't be together. And I thought I didn't want you, but now I do. And that's just going back to what I said. She's seeing how great he is in another relationship. And she thinks that that's what she wants. But she really doesn't want him. And he's like, girl, you got a baby. And you got a husband who loves the girl that you walk on. Why can't you focus on him? Because regardless of how you may feel or what you think you want, that's my wife upstairs. And that's who I'm finna get married to. That's who... Like, that's my future right there. There is no more me and you. I tried with you. I begged you for years. And you said no. So now that you see that I'm moving on, now you thinking that this is what you want. And even if it is what you want, too bad. Because I don't want it no more. But you're also not going to fuck up my relationship or fuck up my daughter with the bullshit that you're trying to put into her head. So, you know, figure it out. Do you need some time alone? He like, you know, I can take Maria back with me. Shit, I'll even take your baby girl too. You know, just so you can go get your mind together. And she's like, you know, no, nah, I need my daughter with me. I can't be alone. And I'm going to work it out with Mike. And he like, you know, cool, whatever. We got that straightened out. Stop fucking with my wife. Stop fucking with my daughter. Kudos. Um, I said kudos. <laughs> uh... So now we're on to the wedding. Nope, before the wedding. Like, you know, what is it? Because the night before the wedding is usually the bachelor and bachelorette party. But they decided not to do that. So, you know, she's chilling out in her room, Scarlett is. And Asad comes and knocks on the door. And she's like, you know, we're not supposed to see each other before the wedding. And he's like, I need you. And it's just... the you know how your per like when you hear your person say I need you it's like all right fuck tradition let me open this door what's up and um he tells her that he got a phone call that their dad has been cited in Memphis so it's just like yeah we out here trying to get married but I really can't enjoy myself trying to figure out what the hell he up to and so he calls his dad trying to see, like, you know, what the hell are you doing? And the dad is like, well, since y'all wouldn't uh, find a way for me to gain my freedom, I'm going to do it myself. So he's like, all right. And he tells Scarlett, because it's almost like she was offering him a way out. Like, you know, we can postpone this and let this be what it is and you could go handle your business. And he's like, no, ain't no way. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And then as soon as this is over then I'll get back to that but I'm not stopping nothing he not interrupting nothing we're getting married and so you know the day of the wedding everything is going great and then their dad just walks which I'm it's a line from Sheree Lewis's book where 
what did he say? He was like, you got to be the boldest motherfucker I done ever met. Because it's like, how do you know that you want it? And like, niggas literally want to blow your motherfucking top off your head. And you just walk into this wedding like everything is cool and have a seat. And you know, like everybody done unbuttoned their jackets to show him guns on the hip. Like try anything and it's over for you. But he just holds up his hands and sit down. And aside, like, man, I ain't got time for this. Let me focus on my bride that's about to walk down the aisle. And I loved, I loved that Scarlett wore a black dress and the dress sounded beautiful. It's just, I love this again. I'm sorry if it just sounds like I'm a groupie for beloved because what was that rule and camera's wedding that red dress and now scarlet is wearing a black dress i love that because the typical white dress is like uh boring wear a color or wear like do it with meaning you just don't have to wear a white dress and those are my two favorite colors too and i said that if i ever got married i think my dress would be red or black or i might just do a combination of both excuse me <clears throat> and so you know everything goes forward and it's beautiful but then Asad's best friend who is Ramik I believe which is the older of the Mayhem family he pulls him aside to let him know <coughs> oh excuse me um that there is paperwork on his desk his daddy's snitching Basically trying to bring down a whole organization so he can be free. So, uh, Ramit tells him, because he's the uh, DA. He's like, you have to take care of this. Because if he walks into my office on Monday, I have to turn this evidence in. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, excuse me, y'all. And he's like, uh... Well, let me go handle it then. And Asai goes back into the wedding party telling Scarlett, like, you know, I love you. I got to go take care of it. Like, it has to be done now. And she looks at him like, go do your thing, baby. You ain't getting no argument out of me. Go do your thing. And I'll see you at the reception. Because he's like, it literally ain't even about to take this long. They already got him. He don't tell her that, but they already got the daddy and he held up in a room somewhere and he told them to take him to the mountain because they don't want no blood splatter or evidence anywhere. So they about to go take care of a cult and he is officially about to be out of their lives because it's like, nigga, you really thought you was going to come back and snitch and it would be a-okay? Yeah, all right. You out of here. So yeah, like I said, that is part six of the Black Mayhem Mafia series. And I believe part seven, which is Rakeem and Naeem's sister story, is coming out at the top of the year. I hope you guys enjoyed my review. I'll see you later. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.